step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Change will not come if we wait for some other person. Or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful just as strong, just as well funded. us 
it, it, it would cost us about the same as it would cost for about, hold on one second, I can't hear myself. Idiot. Idiot. Sorry, I'm experiencing technical issues. Idiot. Now, welcome, folks, to another thrilling episode of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. You know, I played that, that last part, that last part, because folks are consistently stating that, you know, um, President Trump um, can't talk. He can't speak, and when he speaks, he sounds horrible, and he needs somebody to speak for him and all that. Well, you just heard what happens when a president really can't speak without the aid of a teleprompter. Now, during that speech that you just heard, parts of that speech, President Barack Hussein Obama's teleprompter crapped out it stopped working and so once his teleprompter stopped working he he got lost he could barely string a sentence together as you heard so at the very least Donald John Trump president of the United States at least he, he doesn't use a teleprompter at least not often and when he speaks, at least the average person can understand what he's saying. And you know what? That's really what it's all about, being able to relate to the average citizen. Now, I've, I've heard friends of mine and some associates say, well, you know, he's not presidential. And every time he opens his mouth, he says something stupid or something incoherent or something crazy. Well, let's be honest. If we if we must let let's be honest, you know, isn't that true with most of us? And a lot of times we we open our mouth to say something, and usually, sometimes we say things that don't make any sense, or you know, we speak like average people. We're we're average normal people. Nobody's infallible. You know, most of us aren't polished politicians. And, and and we don't we don't come canned. We, we we often say what's on our minds and sometimes we say things that we don't mean to say. We're normal. We're average people. And our president is like us. He's your average guy. Yeah, he's filthy rich, billionaire, sure. But he's a New Yorker. He says what's on his mind. He's brash, he's bold, he's cocky, and yeah, sometimes he's even arrogant. But a lot of us are like that. We're, he's no different from us except for the fact that he's the president of the United States and he's probably got a bigger wallet than most of us. You know, so but, – but here's, here's the thing. I'm proud of my president. But it, always, it wasn't always the case. When he was running, I was like, wow. We're we're so screwed. We are we're gonna lose. Hillary's gonna be president. 
And this guy is not presidential. I was like a lot of folks out there, a lot of the guys I talk to now. And then I come, I came to understand that, well, is being presidential important? Is I mean, how important is that? Or is it more important that my president gets things done? I mean, Barack Obama was, for the most part, presidential. But he didn't get a whole lot of things done. What, he he, he got uh, Obamacare. He put us in more debt than all other previous presidents combined. He, he got some of those things done. But like a lot of folks out there, I simply didn't think that he was going to win. I didn't. I'm going to be, you know, I'm one of those folks who didn't think he was going to win. So let's, let's take a look back and, you know, some others who didn't think the president was going to win. Now President Obama weighing in, saying yet again that he does not believe that Donald Trump can end up winning this election in November, despite the fact that he's uh, got double the strength in the polls as his next closest competitor right now nationally and in South Carolina. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. President Obama on the Republican frontrunner. It's not hosting a talk show or a reality show. It's hard. Trump's response. This man has done such a bad job. He has set us back so far. And for him to say that actually is a great compliment. Trump's double-digit lead in our latest NBC News Survey Monkey national poll mirrors what's happening in South Carolina. We love South Carolina. <laughs> Let's go. He's got twice as much support as Ted Cruz, who's battling it out for seconds with Marco Rubio. This election has to be about making a difference. On the other hand, Jeb Bush, a distant fourth in Palmetto State polls. I will be a commander-in-chief, not an agitator-in-chief. He insists no matter where he finishes, South Carolina is not the end of his campaign. A fourth-place finish on Saturday night. Are we still going to Nevada? I'll be there. Ben Carson and John Kasich are also hoping for a strong finish in South Carolina. This is an important state for us. This weekend's primary could further narrow what was once a crowded field of 17 Republicans now down to six and counting. So those are the Republicans. Don't forget the Democrats also face off in Nevada this weekend, but it's a caucus and we really don't have a lot of polling data. So what's going to happen there between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders is really sort of anyone's guess at this point. Hey, YouTube fans, I'm Landon Downey from CNBC. Thanks so much for checking out our channel. Here you'll find videos packed with all the info that you need to be smarter about your finances. Be sure and subscribe by clicking right here and click on all the videos around me to see CNBC's original series, Young Money, Tech Bet, Kramer's Mad Money, and all the latest from CNBC. All right, welcome back. So, like a lot of folks out there, I didn't think that Donald Trump was going to win. Just like President Barack Hussein Obama. I didn't think he was going to win. So... But here's the difference. He won. And I'm happy he won. I'm proud that he won. I'm proud that he's my president. What's Barack o what was Barack Obama thinking <laughs> that night, though? What was he thinking? He must have been all like, damn. Can you imagine what it must have been like 
in the White House when Hillary got her ass kicked. Can you think what what was it like? You know, had I, I it, it must have been terrible. Barack Hussein Obama had to know that he was in deep trouble. That he knew he must have known that his legacy was gone. He can kiss that goodbye. That was gone. He must have known that. Especially after some of the things that he said about Donald Trump. It was payback time, and he had to know that was going to happen. How would you have felt knowing that you said some horrible things, or at least some things that weren't proper, about a candidate out in the open for all to see and hear, and then find out that this guy just won your your job. Well, you know, payback time has occurred. President Trump is the man. He has almost wiped the slate clean so that it's as if Barack Obama spent the last eight years just enjoying the perks of being president and never really did anything. Because my guy and yours, Pretty much wiped Obama's legacy off the map. In terms of the history books and all that, he he's done. You know because been the slate's been wiped. The slate, all that's left of Obama's legacy is Obamacare, which is a mess. You heard me. So yeah. So let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is July 16th, 2018, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Now, the question is, and the call-in number is 646-668-8678. The question is, did Barack Obama... Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders save America. Because if it weren't for these three clowns, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, I firmly believe, would not be president right now. If it weren't for these three fools who just sold America on a bill of goods, Obama did. Sanders did. Hillary, just completely dishonest, pandering to every minority group. And as it comes out, she, she couldn't stand any of them. You know, the citizenry of a nation that has experienced unprecedented peace, prosperity, and global or regional harmony over four or more generations are often lulled to sleep. You know, believing there will never be an end to their good fortune. Inevitably, these countries and empires have floundered and decayed as they gradually and unwittingly descended into social, political, and economic chaos. Think of ancient Greece or, or ancient Rome. Think about those places. Think about even Great Britain. We can throw them in there too. Think about that for just a minute. So, invariably, 
they've been precipitated by their perspective ruling class or respective ruling classes. Over the past 50 years, the United States has been adrift on this same calamitous course. And you know it. However, it appears that America may have been granted a reprieve through an event that that could have been a long-term disaster, potentially, potentially, potentially turning out to be its salvation. This event was the presidency of Barack Obama and the ensuing hubris of his fellow travelers and the American left. Over the past 55 years, regardless of any Republican in the White House or in charge of Congress, no one has been able to halt the incessant spread of left-wing radicalism in the nation's institutions and culture, as well as the exponential growth of government with, his, with its tentacles increasingly intertwined in the day-to-day lives of all Americans. As long as the people remained largely disengaged, the political damage to society as a whole and the financial health of the country was ignored by the vast majority of this great nation, of the population of this great nation. President Barack Obama sold us a bit of good, said it was all going to be just great. Yeah. Since 2012, this indifference has begun to change as the reality of the nation's future and the motives and tactics of those in the American left have come into focus. That reality has come to the fore as the result of the aggressive pursuit of extremist policies in the culture and economic arenas by the Obama administration combined with the exposure of left-wing domination in the Democrat Party, brought about by the unexpected and nearly successful candidacy of Bernie Sanders in 2016. Nevertheless, had the Democrat Party's hierarchy and Obama had not been adamant in nominating the worst campaigner and most unlikable presidential candidate in modern American history, Hillary Clinton, the stealth takeover of the nation would have continued unabated. It's almost certain that Donald Trump would have lost to a moderate Democrat who was more likable and an aggressive campaigner Trump's high negatives and the fact that he beat Hillary by an aggregate of only 700,000 votes in the key states of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin revealed that Hillary was in all likelihood the nominee, the nominee that, he could fe- that he could beat. However, and thankfully... Obama and his minions in the party were unwavering in their decision to actively support only Hillary Clinton and all her baggage while viewing Bernie Sanders as the villain. 
buoyant by the unquestioned belief in Obama's fabricated popularity coupled with the assumption that the nation had accepted the basic tenet of their version of democratic socialism, this cabal was so certain of victory that the prospect of Hillary losing to Trump or any Republican was inconceivable to them. Yeah, so here we go. <laughs> let's let's take a short break. The call in number is 646-668-8678. Take a listen to this. From NBC News, Decision Night in America. Here's Lester Holt. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Decision Night in America here at NBC's Democracy Plaza. It is 7 p.m. in the east. The polls have just closed in six states. And we have our first projections up in the iconic face of 30 Rockefeller Plaza. NBC News projects that Donald Trump will win the state of Indiana. When the votes are counted, we project that Donald Trump will win in Kentucky as well. Vermont goes to Hillary Clinton, the projected winner in Vermont. We're watching Virginia. The polls have closed there. Too early to call Clinton, however, leading in Virginia. Georgia, also too close to call. And South Carolina, too early to call. Trump leads in South Carolina. All night long, they'll be watching the race to 270 electoral votes. Here's how it stands based on those calls. Trump with 19, Clinton with 3. And we map it out on the ice for you on Democracy Plaza. That uh, map will fill in with a lot of red and blue before this night is over. But again, 270 is the magic number that will elect our next president. 270 being the magic number on the Electoral College. Bob, you've been on the phone dialing around. What, did you, what have you heard? Well, I can't find a single Republican. I talked to probably 12 Republican senators yesterday or, or their representatives. Uh, I couldn't find a single one who now thinks they're going to win. They were think, saying things like, look, we, we realized a couple of weeks ago that, you know, that we were, we were not going to win, but now we may win by, we may lose by historic proportions. I mean, something that will, uh, one person said to me yesterday, that could affect the Republican Party for generations to come. I'm not sure the Republican Party is going to survive. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. It's not hosting a talk show or a reality show. So that means, that means that no scenario that we could lay out to get Donald Trump to 270 <laughs> elected, but tell us why Pennsylvania is impossible for Trump. It's the Easter Bunny, okay? It doesn't exist. <laughs> He's going to walk out of... Southeastern Pennsylvania, Philly, and those three suburban counties, Delaware, Montgomery, Bucks, she's going to have north of 500,000 margin. There's just numerically not enough votes to pick up. You know, you know, Willie, we predicted that Trump could win the Republican nomination. We predicted that Marco Rubio, at least, uh, I don't want to associate too many people with me because it made a lot of people angry, but I predicted that Marco Rubio's campaign was never going to go anywhere. Uh, and predicted about a month ago that Donald Trump could actually, if you look at the industrial Midwest, a lot of sort, Donald Trump could actually win the general election. That prediction is pulled off the table for me. I was eating breakfast with my kids this morning before I went to go vote. 
And they're both so excited at the idea that a girl could be president. The idea of Donald Trump beating the person who is could be the first female president. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it doesn't yeah. get any worse than that's that. Right, that's right. And as I was waiting in line, there were two older white guys. They're, they're behind me, and in the span of five minutes, they badmouth Latinos loudly and very transparently. Badmouth Latinos, Muslims, and black people. Okay, and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I just turned around and I told them to shut the f up. We wouldn't have experienced that before. Like that kind of open That's right. hatred, where you feel emboldened enough to talk like that about three groups of people in the country that are different from you. And and it just it scares me. I don't want to live in a country like that. Yeah. There was only two guys we'd ever banned in TYT history. And one of them was Donald Trump way before he ran this time around. Yeah. And he broke us on that, to be fair. I mean, in terms of the, uh, the popular vote, would be always, always going to be kind of close. But the electoral vote won't be close at all. I think he's going to win by, well, I think Hillary will have 320 electoral votes when it's all said and done, plus or minus five. You got a Latina. Wow. Today. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, it turns out uh, you guys uh, might make all the difference. <laughs> Look, this election is over, okay? Trump cannot win. We actually have some actual election results. And in fact, Trump is now taking the lead. He's taking the lead. Wait, where? In Florida. Okay. Until, come on, stop doing this every two seconds. Yeah, I agree. Ourselves. It got quiet in here the minute we started reporting these real results. Yep. And uh, and if that continues, there is going to be a pall in here. Um, oh, I don't even want, I mean, I, I think. Where are I would cry. I would literally cry. Yeah. I'm not even Hold on, this is serious. So the calculation that the New York Times has had is a running prediction of winning the presidency. Last time I glanced at it, John, I don't know if you've been looking at that win presidency meter mm-hmm. below the states, no, below no. the map. Well, it was, oh, yeah. it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. God damn it, if we need Florida, are you shitting me? Okay, yeah, I don't see a fucking landslide here. I don't see it at all. The New York Times forecasted who's likely to win. Uh, Donald Trump, now the favorite to win the presidency. Oh! 51%. Uh, Jesus! Uh, this is the most haunting thing I have ever had, uh, we've ever had on the young church. I can't even believe how this is going so far. And this is why I don't obsess about the polls. As we were talking, 54% chance of Donald Trump winning. They've moved while we were talking. It just moved again. It was 55% chance Donald Trump is going to win right now. Stop saying the number. 61% chance of winning for Donald Trump. This is insane. Talk about how historically pathetic the Democratic Party is. That they let this guy who has never had any success in business. He's had a track record of monumental failure. And they let him. How do we explain how this is possible? How did this happen? Experienced politicians versus racist, fake gynecologists. Get your abortions now. Because we're going to be.
that was crying tonight. I'm not sure how much of America, but a very, very significant portion. I mean, literally crying. Everybody is crying and so upset, and it is the end of their world. I wasn't crying. You're awake. I was laughing my ass. You're not having a terrible, terrible dream. Also, you're not dead, and you haven't gone to hell. This is your life now. This is our election now. John Trump, boy, did you hear those liberals? They went nuts. And early on, they were talking about how Donald John Trump was going to lose in a landslide. He was going to take a serious ass whooping. That Hillary was going to win by 300, she was going to win 300 plus electoral votes. As it turns out, it was just the other way around for the, for the Trumpster. It was Trumpalicious, baby. I'm telling you right here and now. It was Trumpalicious. And I loved it. I loved it, and I love it, and I love it, and I love it some more. And you know what? Those liberals still haven't gotten over it. And it's been two years. It's been two years. But Donald has proven that all he does is win. And we're going to run down a list of wins. Yeah, we're going to run down a list of wins because that's all that guy does is win, 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 no matter what, what, what. Donald John Trump, all he does is win. You heard I me? continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. Make America great again, Obama. You're fired. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody can go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. And they stay there. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Because all I do is win, win, win. And if you're going in, put your hand in the air. Make them stay there. Unbelievable. This is the Dr. C. Robert Jones Conservative Report, weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the WOW Radio Network. This is the Dr. C. Robert Jones Conservative Report, weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the WOW Radio Network. All right, welcome back to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I tell you what, that's my ringtone now. <laughs> uh, uh, Donald Trump saying, all I do is win. Uh, that's a collection of of uh, words put together to, um, well, you know what that is. But anyway, 
It is so cool. I am so proud that Barack Hussein Obama is no longer the president and that Donald John Trump took over. I mean, how cool is that? Talk about justice. Because now, you remember when Barack Hussein Obama was telling Republicans that they had the keys to the car and they drove the car into a ditch and they don't get to drive anymore and that he's the president and elections have consequences and all of that. Remember him saying stuff like that? Elections have consequences. I'm the president. And all of that shit he was talking. And it used to infuriate me. I'm like, dude, just do your job. You know, why are you rubbing this shit in? I mean, it's not dignified. You know, I remember, I mean, I'm no fan of John McCain. Not as a politician. Hell, and not even as a warrior when he was a fighter pilot, because he's goddamn. My understanding, you know, I was a pilot, he, a fighter pilot myself. He was one of the worst fighter pilots in the Navy. So one reason why he got his ass shot down, because he sucks so bad. The only reason why he got into the flight school in the first place, because his his daddy was an admiral and his granddaddy was an admiral, and so, you know, he got grandfathered in somehow. You know, I don't want to speak ill of him, because he, you know, he's sick and he's about to, you know, crap out. But nevertheless. You know, he wasn't a great pilot. So, I mean, wasn't even a great, you know, Navy man. So, I mean, he did have, you know, he was he, he was an honorable man. He still is an honorable man as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I'm, I'm really not very fond of the guy. But nevertheless, um, I remember I remember Barack Hussein Obama telling uh, John McCain uh, in, in an interview uh, and when when they had a roundtable going on about Obamacare, he said, "You know, John, the election's over, and uh, and and you lost, and blah." And he and he said those things, and I thought, you know, well, that's not very gracious. So, you know, he, I'm just not, uh, I'm not feeling the love right now for for Barack Hussein Obama, and I am so happy that. You know, with the with the passage of the the GOP tax bill a few months back, you know, the Trump administration has scored 81 major achievements in his first two years, and counting, making good on campaign promise after campaign promise after campaign promise. Yeah, he made a promise to boost the U.S. energy production. Done. To restore respect to the United States. Done. Along the way, Trump even outdid his own expectations and slashed at least 11 major legacy items of former President Barack Obama, including cracking down on open borders, showing recognition uh, of of communist uh, Cuba, and effectively killing Obamacare by ending the mandate that everyone have health insurance or face a tax. That's gone. Now, according to the White House, 81 accomplishments are in 12 major categories and include well over 100 other minor achievements. So the guy has been busy, and he has been busy erasing the legacy of Barack Obama, which is what I love most. I'm going to be honest with you. So here are just a few of the, of the categories 
and 81 wins cited, no, achieved by President Trump. Passage of the tax reform bill providing $5.5 billion in cuts and repealing the Obamacare mandate done. Increased the GDP above 3% done. Creation of 1.7 million new jobs and counting. Cutting unemployment to 3-something percent. 3.4, I believe. Saw the Dow Jones, the Dow Jones, I love that last name, reach record highs. A rebound in economic confidence to a 17-year high. Yeah. I mean, repealing job-killing regulations, signing executive orders, demanding that two regulations be killed for every new one created. Yeah. Signed 15 congressional regulatory cuts, withdrew from the Obama-era Paris Climate Agreement, ending the threat of environmental regulations, signed an executive order cutting the time for infrastructure permit approvals so things can get done boom, 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 boom quickly, eliminated an Obama rule on streams that Trump felt unfairly targeted coal industry, the coal industry. I mean, he has been busy. I'm telling you right here and now, he has been so busy boosting U.S. energy dominance, protecting the U.S. homeland, and, and all that ending the Obama-era catch and release of illegal immigrants, boosting the arrest of illegals inside the U.S. I mean, the man has been busy. I mean, can you imagine? He's 70, what, 72 72 or close to 73 years old, he's gotten more done in two years than Obama did in eight. Oh, that's no doubt, because Obama spent much of his time on vacation or playing golf somewhere or talking shit. He's got to be the laziest president in recent memory, or one of them. So now, he's done the accountability thing. He's nominated 73 federal judges and won his nominations of Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, and he's got another one in the pipeline. He's ordered ethical standards, including a lobbying ban, called for a comprehensive plan to reorganize the executive branch. The man has been busy helping veterans, which is what I love. Signed the Veterans Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Act to allow senior officials in the Department of Veteran Affairs to fire failing employees and establish safeguards to protect whistleblowers. Bam. Signed the Veterans Appeal and Improvement and Modernization Act. Done. Signed the Harry W. Culinary Veterans Educational Assistance Act. Done. I can, go, I can keep going, but we don't really have a lot of time. To, to go down the full list of accomplishments that this man has, has put into play, I can only hope that when I'm 80 years old, I'm sorry, 70 years old, that I can I'd have the energy to get so much done. I mean, this guy has been phenomenal as president, and he's done so much. And you know what? 
I'm 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 the first to tell you that I didn't think he was going to win. I did not think he was going to win. But when he won, I was somewhere over the fucking rainbow. I was so happy. The call in number 646-668-8678. The man is phenomenal. He is really doing an excellent job. We're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. We'll be right back. You've heard about the black card, right? No, not the one from Visa or American Express. This one is much more valuable. There are entire organizations that have been built upon it and individuals that have used it to acquire both wealth and influence. If this sounds like something you might wish to own, you should know that there is only one way you can get your hands on it. You have to be born with black skin. That's the only requirement, really. You can be poor, middle class, rich, it doesn't matter. The black card will still confer upon you an entire history of oppression, even if you've never been oppressed. Flash the black card and most white people will cower. Play the black card expertly and you can win awards, make millions, all the while claiming that the people who got you there somehow hate you. With a black card, you can sell books full of indecipherable prose because with a card that powerful, who cares if your words make any sense? You can call yourself a civil rights leader and shake down multinational corporations or you can torch your own neighborhood because you didn't like the outcome of a grand jury verdict. Ironically, the people you might think have the most legitimate claim to the black card refuse you use it. Take my grandfather, for instance. He raised me from the time I was nine years old. Born in 1941 in rural North Carolina, he started working at age five, laying out tobacco to dry on a sharecropping farm. Jim Crow, separate drinking fountains in the KKK were ever-present realities. He was 17 when he married my grandmother. He made a living cleaning homes and office buildings until he saved up enough money to open his own cleaning business. The thing is, he never played any cards, nor did my grandmother. If they had problems, they didn't blame anybody. They just fixed them, and they raised me to do the same. Chores were a requirement in their household. So was reading the Bible every morning before school. I didn't like the Bible readings and I hated the chores, but I realize now that these small acts of discipline, although sometimes stifling, had a strong, positive impact on my character. I was a first-generation college student. This was supposed to be the ticket to prosperity, but it wasn't. I left college with a mountain of debt and no practical skills. I had just $80 in my bank account and very few prospects. I could have given up. I could have dug deep into my history and declared myself a natural product of ancestral oppression. 
I could have played the black card and absolved myself of all responsibility for my own stupid decisions. Except I didn't. Because it would have destroyed my grandfather's legacy. I am proud that he had the fortitude to turn nothing into something, and I have no intention of reversing that something back into a nothing. My attitude comes with a price, however. Because if you are born black and you don't accept your natural status as a victim, then the validity of your blackness is immediately called into question. Well, so be it. If believing in myself, if accepting the responsibility for my failures somehow disqualifies me from owning an imaginary card, then let me be the first to declare that I don't want one. I also don't want Cornell West, Al Sharpton, or insert anyone else who uses their skin color to game the system as a role model. I already have my grandfather. If there is one thing that my family history has taught me, it's that I do not need a black card or an imaginary anything to make something of myself. For the record, my grandfather, now retired, lives in a home that he and my grandmother built on a plot of land they purchased in North Carolina, the very same sharecropping farm that he worked on as a small child. His story is unique. His story is beautiful because it's American. And that's the only card I've ever been interested in playing. I'm Candace Owens for Prager University. All right, welcome back to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I have a caller on. Caller, you uh, you have something to say about this subject matter? Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to say that I, I totally agree with everything you brought up, and um, it's uh, it's been kind of fascinating to see what's been going on in the country the last year. And uh, I'm really excited for 2020. I think we're headed to another political surprise that's going to leave the left, uh, you know, in tears once again. Indeed, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's going to be exciting, but uh, you know we got to get past these uh, these midterm elections, and they're going to say a lot, you know, about uh, about what uh, what we can expect in in 2020. Uh, I do believe that the uh, the blue wave, as we uh, you know, as we've been hearing about, uh, it, it is trickling in. It's not going to be. Um, it's probably not going to be what uh, what the Democrats hope for. You know, I'm I'm hoping that, and I'm getting the sense that, you know, we'll probably retain the Senate and most likely even even the House. It, I, and, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. It just seems to me that, um, you know, the Democrats are helping us a lot by by shooting themselves in the foot, you know, at every opportunity with uh, especially with uh, with Maxine Waters. She's been a gift, you know. So I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, to 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 the midterms and and I I kind of if if uh, if if President Trump keeps going the way he's going and and the Democrats don't feel a feel a strong candidate, I, I do believe that uh, that Trump will will uh, will win again. Yeah, totally. And it, in a way, this is almost a repeat of history. Uh, this is kind of what happened during the uh, late seventies and the eighties. In the country at that time, you know, the Democrats have went far to the left. Like we saw in Jimmy Carter, comes on the scene, a relatively inexperienced politician that the media completely derided and mocked. The man, one, had a, a implemented his agenda. He started to turn the country around, and it led to one of the biggest landslides ever. I think he won like 49 states in his reelection and um, absolutely dominated 
And I think in a way that then led the you know the Democrat Party to come to the middle. That's why we saw the Democrats came came really moderate basically until maybe up to like maybe two years ago. And I think we're headed to that all over again, where they're going to be shocked with the reaction because you know, I'm from Minnesota. This is a dark blue Democrat state, and the support Trump has up here is unbelievable. I mean, he had two rallies uh, within the last month in Duluth and another one in Fargo, and the turnout was unbelievable. I mean, the arena was jam-packed. People were lying down the street for miles. And, and, and it was supposed to be a Democrat stronghold. And I, I think the Democrats are headed to an absolute disaster. They have no idea. And I've already seen that they've, they've talked about Joe Biden is preparing to run in 2020. And I'm like, <laughs> the man is a, is a pedophile and a creep. I mean, he has no chance of getting elected president. And, I've, and if those who haven't seen it, just go to YouTube and type in Joe Biden's creepy moments. And see how times. Well, you know what you're exactly. You're you know what you're exactly right uh, about Joe Biden. I'm I'm I don't I'm not I don't know much about you know the the I know he's creepy. I know that part, but the 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 pedophile part I don't know anything about that. And, but I do know that you know he he is prone to 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 all sorts of gas. Now I kind of believe that if he if he had run instead of Hillary, he may have um, given. Um, Given President Trump more of a challenge, and and he might have even won. I don't know, but the thing is, he um he's going to be pretty old, you know. And I know that Trump's going to be pretty damn old himself. So I I don't think that Biden's going to going to present much of a challenge. I think that um, you know the the thing about uh, the uh, uh, Biden versus Trump in 2020 is that. Uh, Trump has been overwhelmingly successful as a president so far. I mean, I ran down uh, quite a few accomplishments that he's that he's um, you know th- uh, quite a few of his accomplishments you know just over the, just over the two years he's been president and they're they're extensive and you know we're we, we are, we're experiencing unprecedented prosperity and 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 if he runs on his accomplishments how is he going to be beaten how is Biden or any other candidate going to be able to say that they can do better what are your thoughts yeah I, I agree but there's only one he could could undermine that, and that's the whole this whole trade situation he's engaging in. And the problem with that is, you know, it's one of those things that has a long-term good but a short-term pain. And that short-term pain could be that if he really aggressively goes up, it's going to cause the market to drop, and that's going to affect people's 401ks, their pensions. And you know, I feel like right now most people who may not like Trump personally are giving him the benefit of the doubt because the economy is doing so well, stock market's doing great. And if that at all churned, uh, his support will just evaporate overnight, and the country will turn on him in a heartbeat. And so I feel like if he wants to do engage in these trade wars, I feel like he should wait to a second term to start doing that. Because, you know, now is not the time when you've got a midterm, like you said, coming up in November, and we're, what, a year, two years away, a year and a half away from you know, the next uh, you know, election that's coming up. So he's, I feel like if he backs off of that for now, I think that would be the best move. Well, yeah, you're right. I think his, you, you, and I hadn't thought of it, but um, uh, his Achilles heel might be the trade wars, and if that backfires on him and the economy starts to flounder, that that might be 
um, that might be a serious setback for his reelection bid. But you know, I'm I'm looking right now, and it looks like we're we're you know we're we're pretty high in the uh, in the uh, economic uh, area. He's doing very very well. His improvements his his approval ratings at 44 percent, which is still pretty low. Um, but uh, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, it's up from where it was. You know when he first um, when he first became president, I think, you know he's uh, he's rolling, but you, but 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 I couldn't agree more. His his Achilles heel will probably be if if it if it if it turns out to uh, you know to uh, to sour, it'll be on that that trade, um, the, you know the trade wars that he's starting, the tariffs and all that stuff. But I kind of feel like he he knows what he's doing. You know, he's a businessman. Maybe he's negotiating, as so many people like to say. So we'll we'll find out. Yeah, well, I was really curious to hear Larry Kudlow's mm-hmm. comments when they had the um, discussions at the G7. He talked about how mm-hmm. his he feels like the strategy is that Trump wants to put pressure on, you know, countries in Europe and Canada and other countries, and China in particular, to then use that to then force those other countries to drop their barriers and have an actual free trade, fair, you know, fair play kind of market where they they don't have the same barriers and allows American companies to compete. And if that's the strategy, that's great. But um, you know. He's got to be careful because that that could just absolutely kill him if he doesn't play it right. So I'm hoping he listens to people like Larry Kudlow and some of the guys he has around him who I think understand it better than he does. And if he does that, he should be fine. But on the midterms, I'll just say this quickly. The Democrats need 23 seats in the House, right, to take the House back? Yeah. I'm mistaken. And from what I'm seeing, and I talked to some, you know, a couple guys I know that are involved in the DNC in Minnesota and other states, and they felt like, despite all the media hype, they think it's only going to the Democrats are only going to get about 15 to 17 seats in the House. And they feel like the Republicans are going to gain around four or five seats in the Senate. So I think I think the Republicans will be fine in the midterms. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing, and it's what I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting. Well, t- our time's almost up. We got yep. about five minutes left, so I got to go. Thank you so much Thanks for calling much. in. Please do call in again. Uh, enjoy your insights. All right, so here we go.
singing something like this. Listen here. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.